Hey listeners, I recently launched an ad-free Serial Napper feed so that you can enjoy the podcast without interruptions. Elevate your Serial Napper listening experience by joining my Patreon community and get yourself an ad-free feed on Spotify. For just $2 a month, you can become a member today and unlock ad-free episodes while still supporting the podcast. It's super easy. Just visit Serial Napper on your Spotify app and click the button at the top that says exclusive episodes for subscribers. Don't use Spotify for your listening? No problem. Just visit patreon.com slash Serial Napper to get your episodes ad-free and enjoy uninterrupted storytelling while you get your naps in. Mother's Day is almost here. Have you found that truly special sentimental gift for your mom yet? Don't worry, I got you. MyLifeInABook.com is a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Here's how it works. Every week, MyLifeInABook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions that you want to ask. And then she can either type her response or use their voice-to-text feature And MyLifeInABook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. Imagine discovering stories about her youth, adventures, and the challenges that she overcame. This book becomes a legacy, something you and your children can treasure forever. Your mom has given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I loved this idea so much that I've started my own My Life in a Book for my children to have. The thought of my son and daughter being able to learn about my life story as they grow into their own adulthood is truly special. It's been an enjoyable journey of self-reflection for me too, with questions like, which one event made the greatest impact on your life? It's brought back memories I didn't even know I had. I love it, and I know your mother will too. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code SERIALNAPPER at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com and use code SERIALNAPPER for 10% off today. Hey everyone, my name is Nikki Young and this is Serial Napper, an international true crime podcast. Tonight, we're talking about the Pike County Massacre, a family feud that claimed the lives of eight individuals in 2016. Add in a marijuana grow-up and a cockfighting operation, a custody battle and a trip to Alaska, and you've got all the makings for a very strange true crime tale. How and why was this entire family executed and who did it? This has been characterized as the largest criminal inquiry in Ohio history. We're going to cover all the key players in this very messy story and I have some huge updates for 2021. Before we get started, this episode is sponsored by Tucked Up Apparel. If you love movies, TV series, food, parody, science, pets, or you're a fan of hilarious and ironical t-shirts, you've come to the right place. 
Don't get burned by cheap quality t-shirts online ever again. TuckedUp.com offers high quality garments printed to order in the U.S. Tucked Up Apparel designs and sells unique t-shirts, hoodies, and more. Browse the collection to find the perfect shirt. That's tckdup.com for the coolest t-shirts online. Check out the link in my show notes. Now let's jump in. On April 22, 2016, Bobby Jo Manley drove up to the property where her family's trailers were located. She was there to help feed the family pets, which included at least two pit bulls and some other various farm animals. When she walked up to the trailer, she noticed that no one was home, which was unusual. So she used her key to unlock the front door and walked in to find two of her family members dead on the floor. So frantically, she called 911. Shortly after the first grizzly discovery, another 911 call came in from a man named Donald Stone, who had also discovered a deceased member of the same family, killed in his home as well. I have the two 911 call recordings here, so I will play them for you now. investigate the properties and in the end there were eight victims discovered all from the same family on four different properties the victims included the head of the family christopher roden senior 40 years old and his ex-wife dana lynn roden 37 years old both who had been shot multiple times their children clarence frankie roden 20 years old and his fiance hannah hazel gilly 20 years old there was also Hannah Mae Roden, 19 years old, and Christopher Roden Jr., 16 years old, along with a cousin, Gary Roden, 38 years old, and Christopher Sr.'s brother, Kenneth Roden, 44 years old. All had been shot to death, with most of them having been shot dead in their bed. 
three young children ages three, six months, and just four days old were found unharmed during the shootings, with the four-day-old being found in bed with her mother's body. The four-day-old and the six-month-old were placed under protective services, and the three-year-old was put under the guardianship of his mother, who was luckily not at the home at the time of the shootings. This massacre sent a huge wave throughout the small community of just 2,200 people, where everyone knew everyone else, including the Roden family who had been murdered. Dana Roden, the matriarch of the family, she was a certified nursing student who had cared for many of the people in the community at one point or another. She was remembered for her compassion and sunny demeanor. She had a soothing presence to patients and their families. Chris Roden Jr., who was only 16 years old, was a student at Piketon High School. He had just gotten his driver's license and he enjoyed working on demolition derby cars with his older brother and his father. Hannah Roden was only 19 and she was part of a girls' championship powerlifting team at her high school. She followed her mother into a nursing career once she graduated and she had just taken time off of work to give birth to her child, the four-day-old baby who was found beside her as she lies shot in her bed. Of course, not everything you hear is always so good, and I don't really want to be speaking ill of the dead. However, the Roden family was also known to participate in some not-so-legal activities. When the police showed up to investigate the crime scene, they found a massive grow-up of marijuana plants. There was about 200 plants, so it was clear that it wasn't just for personal use. It was so expansive that the family had to also have been selling it. Now, everyone has their own beliefs. I personally am not against marijuana, but of course, it is against the law in Ohio. Police also discovered what they believed could be a cockfighting operation, and they believe that the Roden family may have been raising and selling roosters specifically for cockfighting. One thing I think is really important to remember here is that this is a very poor community. There is not a whole lot of job opportunities, so families sometimes did what they had to do just to get by. That's all I'm going to say about that, except that people were very shocked to hear that these things were found on the property because the family were just lovely people. They seemed to get along with most everyone, and like I mentioned, Dana was even in nursing. And unfortunately, the discovery kind of cast a shadow on the family, who were clearly victims of this brutal murder. Police couldn't ignore it, though. They had to investigate for potential ties, maybe to the cartel or other drug dealers. Could it have been a hit? Maybe it was a rival drug trafficker. Nothing was off the table at this point. To kill an entire family like that in four different locations... That's obviously a targeted attack. However, as the investigation progressed, a drug connection to the deaths was ultimately dismissed. They couldn't materialize any evidence relating to an attack in connection with either the drugs or a possible cockfighting scheme. The bodies of the victims were taken to the Hamilton County Coroner's Office in Cincinnati. Death certificates were released on May 28th, and they clarified that six of the eight victims were shot in the head only. Christopher had suffered gunshot wounds to the head, torso, and limbs, and Dana was shot in the head and the neck. Bruising was also found on some of the bodies, indicating that the victims were beaten as well. 
from the number of gunshot wounds on the victims' bodies, an estimated total of 32 shots were fired during the killings. Since two of the crime scenes were within walking distance of each other and a third located about a mile away, with a fourth being about eight miles away, police believed that there was likely more than one shooter and that it was a coordinated attack at each location. And because all of the victims were members of the Rodin family, surviving family members were urged by the police to take extra precautions. Nobody knew what the motive was, and there were no suspects identified at this point, so all residents in the area were encouraged to stay inside their homes. Police would say, It was a sophisticated operation, and those who carried it out were trying to do everything they could do to hinder the investigation and their prosecution. At least five search warrants were executed, and more than 50 people were interviewed in connection with the murders. 79 pieces of evidence were examined. This was a huge investigation, especially considering there were eight victims and four different crime scenes to examine. They had a lot of area to cover, so they had to tow away several of the vehicles belonging to the Roden family, plus they had to tow away the trailers that the bodies were found in. They moved them all to a giant warehouse so that they could take their time and fully examine the crime scenes and preserve the evidence. Now, a year passes with no arrests and no known motives. Police continue to say that they feel like the perpetrators were familiar with the victims and the homes and the surrounding area, and that residents in the area had more knowledge than what they were sharing with the investigators. My family is getting ready to make a big move across the ocean to a place where English isn't the spoken language. This isn't my first rodeo, so I'm making sure I'm fully prepared by learning the language ahead of time. Sure, I know I can use an app once I get there, but you'd be shocked by how much gets lost in translation. I want to talk like a local, which is why I'm excited to use Rosetta Stone, the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn and has been a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, and more. Rosetta Stone helps you to think in the language you're learning using an intuitive process that's designed for long-term retention. Their built-in True Accent feature gives you feedback on your pronunciation so that you're easily understood by native speakers. They have convenient desktop and app options, so you can learn on the go, and they offer a lifetime membership that includes all 25 languages at an incredible value. And now you can save even more with 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Serial Napper listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today today. Sunnier, warmer days are almost here. 
Why not get a head start on looking and feeling your best this summer by trying something new like Factors no prep, no mess meals that are ready to eat in just two minutes? Get a helping hand to meet your wellness goals with Factors chef crafted meals that include different nutritional options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Healthy meal planning has never looked so good with Factors fresh, never frozen meals that are also dietitian approved. No matter how busy you are, Factor can help kickstart and maintain a new healthy routine by making it easy to enjoy nutritious meals on the go. Plus, you'll never get bored eating the same thing every day because they offer 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. We're talking restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon because eating healthy doesn't have to be boring. Personally, I love not having to overthink what I'm going to eat every single day because that's half the battle, and I don't have to bother with shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. But the best part is, these meals are delicious with ingredients you can trust. Crush your wellness goals this May. Head to factormeals.com slash napper50 and use code napper50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code napper50 at factormeals.com slash napper50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, as we would find out, police had their eye on the Wagner family who lived nearby. The Wagner family consisted of George Billy Wagner III, who was 47 years old, and his wife Angela Wagner, 48 years old, as well as their two sons, George Wagner IV, 27 years old, and Edward Jake Wagner, 26. This family had ties to the Roden family because the youngest son, Jake, fathered a daughter named Sophia with Hannah Roden, one of the victims who had been found shot in her bed. You know, the one found with her four-day-old baby who laid unharmed beside her. This, however, was not the child that she had with Jake. That child, Sophia, was in Jake's custody at the time of the killings. On May 12, 2017, just over a year after the murders, things really began to heat up. Dozens of state and local law enforcement agents searched the grounds of a 71-acre farm that was once owned by Jake. A second search of the Wagner Farm property takes place the same day. And just a few months later, the Wagner family decides to pick up and move to Alaska, which seems like a really odd thing to do when, you know, you're being investigated for murder. If you didn't look suspicious before, come on, you're going to kind of look suspicious now. But apparently this is something that they had been planning for a few years and they wanted to kind of start over in a new place with better job opportunities. They also really like to fish and Alaska has amazing fishing, as we know. Jake would say this about moving to Alaska. Really, the point of moving up here was to basically get into a better environment so they wouldn't talk about us. Sophia is getting older, so she wouldn't hear it. Clearly, rumors had been swirling around the community for a while, mostly regarding the custody battle that had been brewing between Jake Wagner and Hannah Roden shortly before the murders. But despite all of the rumors, speculation, and even those searches on the Wagner property, no arrests were made. 
There was a lot of talk in the local community, but nothing concrete to lead to an arrest. And I mean, a custody battle? For me, I mean, one has to wonder if that's really enough to lead to eight murders. It doesn't sound like that strong of a motive. And so the investigation continues quietly on in the background. Until November 13th, 2018, more than two years after the brutal killings. All four members of the Wagner family, including the head of household, Billy Wagner, his wife, Angela, as well as their two sons, George and Jake Wagner, they're all arrested and taken into custody. The family is charged with aggravated murder, which could come with a death penalty. They're also charged with engaging in a pattern of corrupt activity, aggravated burglary, tampering with evidence, unauthorized use of property, obstruction, unlawful possession of dangerous ordinance, and forgery. Two other members, Rita Newcomb, 65 years old, who is Angela's mother, and Frederica Wagner, 76 years old, Billy's mother, are also arrested and accused of covering up the murders. Now, if you go to YouTube, you'll find so many media interviews, especially from the Wagner family, you know, talking about their innocence. But one interview that has always kind of stuck out to me is the one with 76-year-old Frederica Wagner. She's talking about the day of the murders, and you've just got to have a listen to know what I'm talking about. When I first heard that that morning, I thought it was ISIS or terrorist. I thought it was a terrorist attack. Scared me. That's what I did. I thought it was terrorist. I never dreamed anything like that. I never knew. I told the BCI that, that I thought it was terrorist when I first heard it. I wouldn't defend them. I, you know, I'd still love them, but I would not hold up for them. You know, I wouldn't in any way if I thought that, but I know that's not true. That I believe that with all my heart and soul, they didn't do it. I thought they were going to kill Billy because he was such good friends with Chris Roden. I think they killed Chris because he knew something. Or was, and I didn't. She was speculating. I was speculating, but if your son, if your son was was the best friends with something, then something like this happened to that family, and your your grandson was, uh, in my eyes, married Diana. You better be scared. They might come after this family too. We were terrified. Everybody was. Apparently, she's a really great actress. Um, so, yeah, I, I just thought those were really interesting. I saw them on YouTube, and um, I just couldn't believe how <laughs> strong in her, in her convictions she sounded. But, yeah, apparently she's a great actress. So now because of coronavirus, court proceedings have all been pushed back. So we've just come up on the fourth anniversary of the Rodin family's killings. And it's all just gone to trial recently. All four members were held in prison this entire time in separate prisons. And a gag order was issued in this case, preventing attorneys and law enforcement from discussing it. So we didn't really know a whole lot, except that 
all four Wagners have pled not guilty, and authorities really do maintain that at least part of the motive was that custody battle between Jake and Hannah. But in a turn of events, on April 22nd, the one that just passed, April 22nd, 2021, Jake Wagner changed his not guilty plea to guilty, and he agreed to testify against his parents and his brother. But in exchange, prosecutors said that they will not seek the death penalty. So he is talking. He is ratting them all out. And since this has happened, we've learned a lot more information According to Jake, of course, this is what he says happened. He confirmed that the plot to kill the Ronan family members stemmed from a failing relationship between him, Jake, and Hannah Roden, who had a child together. In one screenshot that police were able to recover from a laptop, Hannah is seen talking to another person saying that she would never sign custody papers. That's when investigators say that Jake, George, and Angela Wagner executed custody documents that designated Jake and Hannah's daughter would go to Jake if Hannah were to die. How suspicious is that? The document was made to look like that it was signed a year prior, and it had a fake signature and unauthorized use of a notary stamp that belonged to Angela Wagner's mother, Rita Newcomb. And just days after the murders, that custody agreement was put into place and Jake Wagner sought and was granted custody of the child. Now, the four Wagners, they spent months planning these killings, studying the habits and routines of the Roden family. They knew the layouts of the homes and they knew where the family members slept. They purchased items in preparation, including brass catchers, ammunition, magazines, a phone jammer, and items for building silencers for different caliber weapons. The remains of a failed prototype silencer were actually found on the Wagner's property, and Jake was able to point them to where all the other weapons were. So, yeah, it appears this family killed eight innocent people over a simple custody dispute, which seems so crazy to me. There has to be more to this story. Like, there just has to be. And I'm guessing we're going to hear it soon as the three other Wagners go to trial. They're still in prison awaiting trial. And while the death penalty is off the table for Jake, they're still facing the death penalty. And Jake, he's facing up to eight life sentences. So we'll see how all of this plays out. I think he's going to be spending the remainder of his life in prison. I'll be following the rest of the upcoming trials closely and I'll be sure to keep you all up to date over on my social media pages. All right, that's it for me tonight. I'd like to once again thank tonight's sponsor, Tucked Up Apparel. Get your butts to tckdup.com for the coolest shirts on the internet. As for me, if you want to reach out, you can find me on Facebook at Serial Napper. You can also search for me on Apple or Spotify. Check me out on Twitter at Serial underscore Napper, or I'm on YouTube, Nikki Young, Serial Napper, all one word. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you give me a thumbs up and subscribe. If you'd like to become a Patreon and unlock some badass bonuses, visit patreon.com slash Serial Napper. I'm offering exclusive ad-free episodes, merch discounts, free swag, show shoutouts, bi-weekly Zoom chats with me, and so much more. All right, until next time, don't be a Dahmer. Bye. I'm Dean. I'm the dad. I'm Laura. I'm the mom. And I'm Crystalyn. I'm the daughter. And together we are Family, family Plot. The Family Plot podcast 
a show where we discuss history, folklore, true crime, and the paranormal. Minus all the oogie bits. We are PG-13. We're almost 15 now. in the commercial. Do catch us looking into special topics like the origins of fairy Sherlock Holmes. And the trial of Dr. Hyde and Mr. Swope. Find out who Dad Man Crush is. Or what happens in Krista's Corner. But behave, you two. So come be a part of the fam. Available on Google, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Family Plot Podcast. Bye!